Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan. If you'd like to know more about the show and have an idea of kind of what's going on and where we're at in the world, visit our website where we are currently working on an online campaign guide, which you can find at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you would like to join the show or become a sponsor and help us make this podcast better, visit our Patreon account. Just search for The Adventuring Guild or our website to find a link. And by subscribing and helping us out, you can not only join our Discord to hear our episodes live, you can also become a member of the show, get some awesome merch, and represent the Guild. So thank you very much, and on with the show. Thank you for joining us for part two of the Extra Life Charity Stream brought to you by the Adventuring Guild and the Chaos Plan. As has been previously stated, the audio quality here isn't as good as what we normally have, and there are a few strange interruptions as we took quick breaks and whatnot. But please forgive us for those, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, well then, uh, like I said, so what would you guys uh, have done seeing this, you know, drink this potion and all of a sudden get swole, and you know, notice that, and then buy another one? Hey, 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 Scrambles! You got that blood, man? You got that blood? <laughs> you know, Bob, I'm gonna try one of his terrestrial potions as well. I got like the blood that is right here, my friend. How much was it? Twelve gold. Three hundred and ninety. Thanks, thanks, man. Uh, no problem. Man. Just need a hit, you know. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm I'm drink this this potion to potentially so heal up so it was... It's a regular health potion, so the 2d4 plus 2. And then, yes, my potion vial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, that was <laughs> Yeah. I regained 5 hit points. And then roll me a percentile die to see if a mutation happens. If it's less than 20, it does. This goes well for you. I'm very... Highly considering just drinking the blood. <laughs> Mom, what'd you get? Those are 12. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Alright, so then, go ahead and, uh, Churl, roll me an odd even. Oh, uh, you're busy typing. Oh, okay. Uh, not 20. I got 20, so even. And, uh, uh, Micah, roll me a d10. Three. You all of a sudden have a splitting headache right in the middle of your forehead, and as you go to scratch, like trying to dig your fingernails into your head, an eyeball opens up in the middle of your forehead. You have disadvantage on perception checks that rely on sight because of how confusing this new perception is. I mean, I was already not... All of these do last. <laughs> Gotta get that third contact in now. Um, 
you uh, uh, this all these last until your next long rest. Unless you drink the straight. I'm sold. I'm I'm, I'm drinking this blood. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and chug it. Roll me a D20 then after that. Okay. Uh, four. Alright. Oh, that is bullcrap. <laughs> the best sca- thing. Yeah, exactly. Thick scales start erupting around your shoulders, your arms, your legs, your chest, and these scales give you resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non magical weapons. <laughs> what? Yes! You, <laughs> suffer, you suffer a minus 10 uh, to your movement speed because of how cumbersome it now is. That's fine. I'm fast as hell. It's so good. This is now, amazing. The halfling is now permanently raging. You could not have done a better roll for Datterman. I know. If he, if you had rolled a one through a five, there was good stuff. Anything above a five was crap. So we got two large so, puppy pieces for ten bucks each. Not bad. Was it bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks? Correct. All non-magical, um, standard damage you have uh, resistance to. So I'm going to pepperoni and the... Okay. And then your movement speed is just reduced by 10. So good. So I want Pendergrid's art updated to show him as scaly now. <laughs> <laughs> this bulk little halfling with muscles bulging in these scales. Heck yeah. Sup, bro? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm too cold blooded for you. Yeah, alright. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, man. I'm actually gonna also get us some mac and cheese pizza just because <laughs> I'm bacon on it. I'm just gonna it. Mac and cheese and bacon, yeah. It's just normal. I, see, I'm. I'm. I am. <laughs> We're food ordering right now. This is real role play. We're ordering Tarrasque bacon pizza. With Tarasque's uh, macaroni. Yeah. Yep. I will add bacon just because you guys want it. I'm not a big fan of adding anything macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Trust mac and cheese poutine. No, just me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, but I'm a little excited by that concept. <laughs> all right. So you guys just watch this all happen to Danderbin. Are you going to try and go collect more blood, or what are you guys going to do now? This seems valuable. Guys. I- <laughs> This is awesome! I just like take part of my. my, my <laughs> this, 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 honestly, none of you have actually seen my face yet. Oh, I didn't even think about that! And so I'm just gonna like. Because I got the goggles and then the. the, the, the everything is just kind of like wrapped up. Like, none of you. Like, all you see is just this. Tattered skin robe that I'm. It looks very nefarious almost. Because it is. For those of you who are unaware, if you, if you have not actually listened to our discussions about Magnus, the. The cloak that he wears is actually a signature item for him. It was a gift from an indigenous, from a people that were indigenous, I think, to a very peculiar land. Um, they are very, I'm not going to call them squalid, but they're not known for being extremely wealthy. They just kind of live off of the land. And they are very much... For the pizza. Oh. And they're very much uh, just kind of whatever they can use, they will use. Which 
in turn includes themselves. So whenever one of them dies, they are repurposed. So this cloak that he wears is actually the skin of one of these people. Ah, and get the promise at the end. So the, the kicker is, is when his adventuring party met these people, he saw these cloaks and he had seen they, they protected these, these creatures from the horrible sandstorms that would kick up at night. And they almost, the, those sandstorms actually almost killed Magnus earlier in the campaign. And so he wanted one. And he kept like asking, like, we're going to get one of these. So they're like, no. He's like, are you sure? And they're like, no, 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 no you, you don't want one of these. Until finally, when they were getting ready to leave, one of the one of these tribes beasts they they, they were not human they were very I'd have to have TJ re-describe them to me just they handed one and they said you know basically there's a reason you don't see any graves around here so this is what this is we're giving it to you for free on one condition that you perform the same service that our people perform and once you die you are returned to our cycle of life and death. So Magnus made a promise that he will someday return back to the rust to give them his body when he dies. So I don't know about you, but I'm planning on TPKing this group so we can have a Magnus group. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a mag- <laughs> magnificent club. <laughs> magnificent. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Magnificent. Magnificent, yes. Easier to say than say. Alright, so uh, are you guys going to try and go collect some more blood then, or what are you going to try and do? Uh, I will go look at our uh, scappers over there. Uh, well, uh, first of all, it is uh, Scrambles. 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 This is my father. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> And, and the rest is coming to life. If you want to go back down there, we can risk it, then that's right. Yeah, bloody hell, why not? Okay, okay let's <laughs> go back to the remaking dead rest. Yes, this is good thing. Alright. I'm going to say that like I- Wait, wait, wait. Come on guys. Maybe we should just get like stand like the whole rest of this twenty four hour live stream inside the trash drinking its blood. Like let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, we're just all just saying this in front of the potion version still. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, do you saw empty vials? <laughs> uh, but it, I mean, yeah, you just drank two of the potions, so I've got two right here. I mean, where does he keep his empty vials? Uh, probably somewhere inside the shop. I think it's basically just uh, tents and stuff. I don't think it's actually physical buildings. So they kept somewhere in tents. Uh, 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 uh,
No, 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 it's, it's, um... It was a bad pun, and don't actually say it out loud. <laughs> I, will, I will wait until we are no longer on, uh, you know, live. <laughs> Yay, editing. Alright, yeah, it's mostly a giant tent. So it would be a tent, probably 15 by 15-ish, it looks like. Um, it doesn't look like it's a solid building. So I'll be like, I'll give you how much for... Five empty bottles. Uh, five silver pieces. Meanwhile, yep. I roll for sale. Okay. Eleven? Alright, now what are you gonna do? And try and steal some empty bottles. Alright, as he's, uh, you know, as this transaction is taking place and Cherno is buying the five vials, you sneak past him, he turns around to grab the five vials to give to Cherno. He's like, hey, you can't be back here. No. Yeah. Uh, my bad, I thought this was the bathroom. Roll for the second. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> that funny? <laughs> I, I, I can understand. I've got several large pots back here, you know, look like chamber pots. I get it, but it's over there. <laughs> oh my lord. Alright, so you have five empty This happens all the time. Looking, <laughs> lifts a flap, and there's like this uh, bunch of chamber pots with people sitting on them. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, you, you, you were just talking about. Vials and empty vials and potions. I, this is. Please tell me this is the skin. I think it is. I think it is. Potions. The yes, medieval and Derek will do it. Yes, what to do with empty health potions? Anyone in chat, please go watch that. <laughs> Come back to us after we use that as our inter- we'll maybe throw that off for the next intermission. Yeah, but you're great. <laughs> we'll do that for the next intermission. Oh my lord! All right, crazy. so you guys have five empty vials. Um, Crambles had the full bladder. And uh, <laughs> I need to go get pizza in half an hour. <laughs> and pizza in half an hour. All right. So, um, what would you guys like to do? Are you going to try and send one person down there to collect uh, more blood, or are you going to? Turtle's literally just going to turn and head all the miles. Just grab. Just like, guys, 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 guys. We have. Can I get the timer, please? <laughs> We have 21 and a half hours to finish what we're doing. Do we really want to spend it collecting Tarrasque blood? No, but maybe the next five minutes. Braden's sitting there like scratch. He's like, you got any more of that Tarrasque blood? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mother loads right in front of me and I'm like, ah. <laughs> just like, I'll spend 27 hours. <laughs> and, and, and just, just to remind you, this is Magnus being the voice of reason here. Oh, that's scary. He goes in the Emerald Spire, too. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Everyone, what we need to realize is that once we save the world, we can come back here and we're going to have more than 21 hours to collect Taras blood. That sounds like a dead urban priority. The rest of our lives to collect wrestling. I'm going to roll a persuade to convince the rest of the party, and it's not going to go well, but I'm going to try. That's still a 12. And you guys can see that the mages up top are definitely paying a lot more attention to what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, with those magical beings that just flew in, they're definitely eyes to the sky, keeping an eye on things, you know, making sure there's nothing going to creep up behind them or blow them or anything. (laughs) Did you say magical beings? Beings. (laughs) Yes, magical beings. Somebody threw a whole bunch of (laughs) The stick arms and legs just... No joke. <laughs> oh wait, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh! Right? 
All right. So, uh, would you guys want to try and clear out the rest of the city, or are you going to hop back on your Nimbus Cloud and hit a different location? Let's just check one more spot in the city and then get out of here. Okay. So, as you guys, excuse me, as you guys go through the city. Go ahead and roll me perception checks, and or I guess, what would you guys be looking for at this new location? For one of those magical disturbances, for the weird feeling of magic being altered? I'd be using Arcana for magic. Okay. And power. I would be using anything that is not sight-based. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do my uh, magnets here hear? Well, that was a... Seven. I've just been looking for people acting weird. That's a fifteen. How did you roll an advantage? I actually no, no. Sorry, disadvantage. That's itself. Everybody's acting weird around you, as far as you can tell, Magnus. <laughs> and there's lots of weird magic right here, Cherno. They use this blood for all sorts of horrendous things. So, and even some of the meat and the bones are turned into tools, and there's magic stored within those, and it's. It's really weird. <clears throat> Would you be doing any kind of check to see what's going on around you? Uh, Scrabbles doesn't know anything about magic. <laughs> okay. I'm not looking. I wasn't looking for magic. I was just looking for weed. For uh, although, although to be to be fair, once again, we get into the whole weirdness is relative. I mean, you know, when Magnus has encountered beings that walk around the cities in their heads. <laughs> but you see, you see other um, uh, people that are definitely addicts of the blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean other than other, other than Danderman, who's currently an addict. Um, you see several <laughs> individuals that um, have all sorts of weird mutations uh, that are inhibiting their ability to do a whole lot. You don't think that they sift on the blood directly, but you think that the prolonged exposure has led to things like, rather than having like sharp predator claws like a tabaxi does, they have misshapen you know, crippled-type hands because the nails are growing in every which direction and stuff. Yeah, throwing gang signs up without meaning to. Um, <laughs> some have large masses of tumor, like, on, on their skin. Some of them uh, have that it's extra tumor. Yes. And some of them, like, wander around with that <laughs> extra eye, and some of them have three or four eyes that are just going all sorts of different directions and aren't able to walk hardly. Um, but you do catch the occasional one that has, like, uh, a person... Uh, we're going to go ahead and say, to keep with the theme, a dragonborn individual that has long spines coming out of their back that are very sharp and pointed. Um, and you can you can tell that they would be very defensively capable, and it looks like they can almost shoot those spines. So there's all sorts of strange peoples and creatures uh, that are affected by this blood. Hmm. Hmm. I kind of lucked out on this, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, what, would you be doing any kind of check, Nanderman? Uh, I rolled an eight perception to. Uh, I'd say I'd just kind of be shaking, like looking forward. I'm okay. kind of distracted by the eye on top of Magnus's head. I'm just gonna, like I said, just gonna <laughs> take that, that wrap and just pull it down so it's just like right, right above where my goggles are, so that it's less noticeable. And yeah, gotcha. Alright, well then, you don't really notice anything else in the city, um, but you're pretty sure that if you were to spend some time here, you could probably find another magical disturbance, because you can feel that stuff is weird here, but you just aren't able to pinpoint it. 
Oh, do you guys think you would try to batten down, maybe take a short rest or something, regain some more hit points if you need, and then look for that magical disturbance, or do you think you want to try your luck elsewhere? I'm good for HP, but I wouldn't mind getting my action certainly back. I'm good to keep going out of the way. I've just spent cat traps, so... Well, we can say, uh, you know, you stop in for a quick short rest. Um, if you wanted a tavern and get something to eat, um, you notice as you enter into this tavern that there is some really disgusting-looking food. Like, you know, a good steak, an excellent cut of meat, but this is like, like, tough, fatty, kind of, kind of like cartilagey type texture to the to the meat. And it's an odd color and has a really kind of weird smell to it. But a lot of the people are just eating slabs of this stuff. No, this and goes from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and, and you can see that all the people that are eating are very, very particular, cutting the meat into small pieces, checking to see if there's any residual blood in this meat at all. Uh, same thing with the soups and the stews. They make sure that after it's set down on the table, even though it's still bubbling hot, anybody that has access to a flame is heating it up further and boiling it can you know even more. Uh, so everybody's being very, very particular with their food. And another odd thing is most inns and taverns that you've been to, the kitchens aren't open. You can't see the cooking. But in this one, you 100% can watch everything that the cook is making. And it's kind of a big deal. The cook has got all sorts of different distinctions, uh, like uh, different stripes and, and, and dressings on their clothes to that you pretty sure signifies something and this isn't a fancy head. This is a fairly standard head. And the cook is decked out in more awards and stuff than what you've seen on some generals. Where are all these from? You, you go up and you talk to him and you say, oh, I'm part of the butcher's guild and you know, we have to prepare this food. These are my certifications saying I know how to properly prepare Trask meat uh, so that it's not, or God beast meat. I keep, I'm going to keep saying Trask. Uh, God beast meat so that nobody can get infected. You know, there isn't any residual blood. I know how to properly prepare and cook this. Not meat that does nice. Blood in nice school. I think we should find somebody like him, but less good. Right, Enderman? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys want to stop here for a thing to eat, or do you want to look for a different place? Is there anywhere where we can get can, can, can normal food? Uh, no, this is what we eat. I mean, there's no living beasts anywhere here on the Desolation. All we have is giraffes. We don't have any chickens. Uh, no, they get infected with blood, and it's not... Uh, they turn into something a lot different than chickens. Even the fishing in the area, the, there's enough blood right around the shores and stuff that the only fish we can get in is for the most wealthy because of how hard it is to catch and be pure. I, I want to declare this Australia. The birds become cassowaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only explanation for those creatures. No, really Pretty much. much. <laughs> Pretty much. You, you look outside and all of a sudden this what you thought was a cute little gray fuzzy-eared bear-looking thing jumps down and bites the neck out of some uh, poor blood junkie that <laughs> those damn drop bears. Kang oh, yeah. <laughs> Island is Australia. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Alright, well, um, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. 
you guys all keep going. Uh, you wander around the town. Are you going to do anything anything else to search, or do you just want to hop on Nimbus and get out of here? I'm good with with the scoop. Yeah. All right. You guys hop back on the Nimbus cloud and you take off into the air. The last thing you see as you are, you know, zooming off into the atmosphere is in the atmosphere, yeah, completely killing yourselves off with no oxygen. Um, the last thing you see as you're going up <laughs> into the air is a uh, strange-looking magical kind of circle, almost a strange magical revolving energy around this terrace body. It's just there for a second when you look, but then you zoom off, and uh, where would you guys like to go now? You guys just hit the desolate... Well, you hit uh, Victory Point, which is just one point of the desolation. You've got the entire rest of the desolation you can go to if you want. There is Endpoint uh, Mountain. There is uh, Deboris, the Crazy Wizard's place. There's Valrus Mine. There is Divinity's Island, the Pokemon place. There is the Lost Forest and Permanence, King uh, Port, and all of the other kingdoms within there, uh, the city of Gateway, and I think that's all of the new areas. I think just in terms of time, maybe hitting the rest of the islands within this is it the desolation that we're in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The desolation is this jawbone looking piece in the bottom. That whole thing is the desolation. Just, honestly, okay. if we just finish up the desolation, then move up into the kingdoms. Okay. Good idea. Sounds good. Alright, so you start zooming through the desolation, um, you see that there are all sorts of strange ruins. There's uh, what looks like to be uh, blown apart carts and wagons. There's bones of great livestock beasts and all this kind of stuff all over the place, just scattered. As if, a, a well, the Kangor, you know, historically, Kangor just decimated any force that tried to bring him down. Over the course of 50, 60 years, he just wiped out anything that came anywhere near him. Maybe if they didn't suck with pole arms. <laughs> I can do better next time. <laughs> Who would want to suck with that pole arm? So, where would you guys like to stop then? You already know that you pretty much pinned down Victory Point as far as the um, the the shard is considered, the, the dart is considered. Uh, would you like to set down in a particular place, like a ruin, or a, uh, a battlefield, or pick someplace isolated? Is there anywhere with Pocky Magic? Everywhere is I'd say let's look for a point of interest. Yeah. So, you guys are zooming over the areas, and you notice that there are, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, there are eight different locations that really catch your eye as you're zooming over things. There is a large aqueduct, or there's a large bridge going over an aqueduct type thing. There is a marsh that looks like blood boiling and popping out of it. There is a large... <laughs> 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 and there <Anderman> dies <laughs> uh, You see that there is what looks like a wizard's tower that was completely destroyed at some point, like half of it's fallen over and knocked off. There is a forest, but these, these trees are more like giant mushrooms um, that appear to be mutated. There is a, a, a laboratory is the only thing I can describe it as. It's got giant barrels and things around the outside, and some colored smoke is rising up from it. There is a big boneyard with nothing but giant mammoth-sized bones everywhere. There is a, a 
mound of what looks like dead, petrified bodies. So a, a sizable hill of bodies. Uh, there is a pool of ever-shifting water. There is an altar that seems to be made of... or the, the holy symbol seems to have broken off, but a mound of rocks that is sculptured into this altar-like setting. And then there's a field of green, but not grass. The ground is just green. Which of those areas would perk your attention? Well, As Danderman dives into the, the blood marsh. <laughs> <laughs> I did the very meta thing and I rolled a D8 and set number five. <laughs> One, two, three, five. The colored smoke rising from this laboratory is very odd. You have I was going to suggest that anyway. Yeah, yeah. I had one of it anyway too, but yeah, I rolled it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you haven't really seen any human habitation at all. There's, of course, scavengers that are out trying to dig up legendary items from these fallen knights, you know, find lost scrolls and spell books, um, but they're few in number. You do find a very large laboratory, the colored smoke rising up through the top of it. And are you guys going to get near it and walk there? Are you going to fly over and paratrooper in? Are you going to... How, how would you approach this? Magnus Doom Drop! <laughs> Superhero landing! Boom! <laughs> Superhero landing, come on. You know how hard that is on your knees? I actually do, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need this, just as he said that, I'd be like, I only need one artificial knee. <laughs> I think that's a yes? <laughs> and I'll just be like, I already have the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're using that one. Yeah, I almost had an artificial one too before I got brought here. I get it. All right. What's up with everyone just having one knee today? The other one is normal. Just, I can picture Danderman having anxiety, and I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry, little, little, little decrepit-looking man. Danderman, was it? Oh, he's... Yep, that's me. Um, he is small. I have two knees, it's just that only one of them is meaty flesh. Why didn't you just say it hmm. to no basis? I jump off the cloud, <laughs> off the Nimbus. <laughs> okay, you hop off the cloud, the cloud, and as you land, um, would anybody else be jumping with him? I'll follow Danderman. Yeah, yeah, Bob will come too. I keep forgetting I'm here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, I need to go. Oh, get pizza. Yep. Okay. Well, Magnus will keep watch for just a minute as we do the outside scouting. <laughs> So, um, you certainly will You're be- asking the guy who has this advantage on sight perception to keep watching. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so he's got three eyes. It's better than two, right? Yeah, exactly. That's really trans. Alright, so as you're looking around, everything around this place seems to have been almost as if air came from this building out. There's like rings of dust kind of in a circle around the outside of this building as if some sort of wind had pushed dirt and stuff away from it. You also notice that the laboratory seems to have a very, very solid metal door in the side of it, and there are one, two, three, four, five, there are five barrels, large barrels about this, as tall as the building is and at least 15 feet across um, in size on the back side of this building. 
The colorful smoke seems to be coming from a central stack, kind of in the middle of the building, and rising up through the top. It has a very acrid and uh, sharp scent to it. It burns your nose a little bit. All right, let's talk game plan. I say we knock on the door politely. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob's totally fine with knocking on the door politely. If we knock on the door, let me do the talking. Uh, I understand <laughs> and appreciate your enthusiasm, sir, but I have been gifted with the gap more than once. Okay. Battle of the Bars. Okay, I got, I got you. I, I, I got you in the back, as the kids say. <laughs> as the kids say. Well, thank you. All right. You go up to the door and knock politely. Who's going to be doing the rap, rap, rapping? Let me do it. I got fuzzy uh, knuckles. <laughs> oh, okay. all right. He is threatening. All right. You knock on the door. Give That's me right. A You're a sample polite. Yes. You knock on the door. The second your hand makes contact, give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> I like you, okay. not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so glad I'm with you, not me. Okay, yeah, it's 24. Okay, you only take half this damage in, and luckily that's a lot of ones and twos. Okay, uh, so that's four, that's just an eight, right? 14 points, uh, half of that, so seven points of light. Wow. Zippity doo dah. All of your fur is really standing on end now. You do have fuzzy paws. Look at more. Alright. However, it did do the very effective thing of alerting the inside in person that there was somebody outside of that door. Uh, because everything all of a sudden smoke, it kind of dampers a little bit, almost as if they were pumping bellows or something to get the smoke to rise. And that kind of fades off a little bit. And while you don't hear any noise, it's almost like that anticipation of somebody coming to the door and all of a sudden a pane of glass seems to appear in the metal door like just a transparent bit and you see a very gnarly gray bearded individual uh, looking at your reflection what's up my dude <laughs> Suck, my dude. <laughs> he immediately threw me off for that. Good sir, good sir. We were just coming to investigate some of this crazy magic that we heard about in the area and wanted to make sure you're okay. I have nothing that is of value here, obviously. Go on your way. We're, we're not looking for things of value. We're looking to make sure everyone inside is okay. I, I'm, I'm the only one here. Yes, I'm quite fine. Thank you. Can I roll an insight on that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> insight, yeah. I'm the only one here. Whoa. Uh, six. Six. Nine. <laughs> nice. So what is that? I might as well roll two. Please do. That's a nat 20. A nat 20. You so, 100 oh. you, you know he's telling a partial truth. So he's probably the only person here. But by the way that there's still slight noise in the background, something else is moving on the inside. Uh, my friend, would you mind if we just came in and rested for a second? We've been on the road for a very long time, and just we just need a place to stay. I, I understand. Is, is, look how damaged she is. Put some boots eyes. All <laughs> <laughs> persuasion? Yeah, go ahead and advantage on that. That's awesome. <laughs> what do I need to do to help with this? Persuasion to 23. Yeah, no, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> 
Transparent, whatever. All of a sudden, back to steel-colored, and the door swings open of its own accord. As uh, you guys look inside, uh, it's actually a gnome uh, that was standing up in the window. There's a large ladder attached to the back side of the door, and you look in, and there are all sorts of mechanical people. Um, I guess not necessarily 100% people. There are mechanical uh, dogs. There are mechanical monkeys. There are mechanical. Uh, uh, creatures of all variety, including some that are mostly people, uh, that are doing all of this work around the laboratory. And you can definitely, Danderbin, you, you got that itch. You can tell that that's some blood in the corner, that big old jar of blood, and it's calling to you. And then there's other sorts of alchemical things all the way around. He seems to be doing some sort of strange experiments with blood. Is this the guy that was referenced in another episode of the Chaos Plot? I don't think so. No, this guy is not. Different words. <laughs> but you guys did for finding this. Uh, mark down one more source point because hey. you discovered one of the secrets of the desolation. Uh, what you doing in here? Got some blood? Got some blood? Got some blood. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to turn the blood of this creature against it to finally rid us of the Tarask itself. How has it been going thus far? I did not knock well, uh, to be honest. Uh, I, there's a reason why I'm the only one still here. Oh, oh that tea. Let me, let me go get that tea. And hey, what, 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 why don't you let me go get the tea? You are being our host. If you just point me in the right direction, I can go oh, get the tea and bring it back. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I would feel better if I was the one getting getting the tea. Yes. No, 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 no. no. I insist. You are the host. We are the guests. You're so sweet to us. And he's really just trying to help you. Um, okay. Well, uh, in that case, I'm, I'm here. Uh, 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 I didn't come up with a name for the creature. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we're going to go by number, because I like that for the uh, uh, the mechanical creatures. Uh, number 13, come here, come here, come here. Uh, go, go get the, the tea for our guests. And you see it, it kind of clanks a couple of steps towards the alchemical stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no the, the tea for our guests. And uh, the, the mechanical bot uh, stops and turns and goes into kind of a back room where a, a bedroom or a kitchen or something like that would be. So I'm going to say, oh, the good stuff. And I'm uh, using that to make an insight check on them. Okay, go ahead. Meanwhile, I roll for that. Okay. What is with that dice? That was a five. That was a five. Okay, you, uh, you're pretty sure that he's... The way that he's talking is pretty weird, but you're not sure what's going on. He's kind of a hermit and a weirdo to be surrounded by all these machines, so you're not sure. He's just it's not this is 26. Okay, he you disappeared completely. Him and Fimdy are normal. I I follow the robot. Yeah. Alright, Danderman, what are you gonna do? Finally, some hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks you over and he says, Oh, it looks like you've had a close encounter with some of the blood yourself. Uh, it definitely looks like it's it's done something to you. It's very interesting. That's what made it so short. It's what made him so short. <laughs> Yes, he was a human, you know. 
<laughs> he's a dragonborn. Oh, a dragonborn, yes. The shortest dragonborn. Okay, yeah. So uh, you follow the uh, mechanical creature. Uh, you see it goes back into kind of a... Uh, uh, kitchen type area. It doesn't look like anything super fancy. It's got an open cooking stove, uh, that kind of thing. And it legitimately gets some water out of a large bucket and pours it into a kettle and sets it on top of the fire and just to stay there. I search the room. Alright, go ahead and give me a perception check. Perception is going to be a 21. 21. You can see that other than the fact that this is like a fairly typical kitchen, there is a cabinet that's partially open and there is every manner of strange suit, mask, disinfecting tools. Like, it's really kind of OCD clean. Pretty much the second you set foot in that kitchen, all the way back to the bedroom you see in the distance. I go to the bedroom. Alright. And yes, the the luxurious red silk sheets. uh, No. Um, You go back into the bedroom area, and it's a very small uh, spot, not just because he's a gnome, but um, it's a very small room compared to the other ones. And as a matter of fact, this building looked very square on the outside, and this room is really small, and there doesn't appear to be anything really other doors. Okay. Uh, so what's in the room? Are there any chests? There's, um... Or anything like that? Or what's the... What, what's the bed made out of? Are there wooden bedposts? <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, we're, we're gonna go. There's wooden bedposts there. I look at the bedposts and I say... Oh, that looks really nice. <laughs> Be terrible if somebody scratched it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Alright, how do you get to actually scratch it? Are you just commenting on how nice it is? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to until you guys ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> we like to think that you have a really, uh, really uh, firm appreciation for good carpentry. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's fancy woodwork. I wouldn't scratch on that. Yeah. I wouldn't scratch on that. Oh my but God. I am going to search the room. Okay, Scott. Go ahead and give me an investigation check then. Investigation. 10. Ten. No, eleven. Eleven. Not twelve. Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you just keep asking? Twelve. Okay. Twelve. All right. Uh, as you're looking around the room, uh, you notice that the bed is, you know, it's not made up. So he's probably the only one that's here. Doesn't look like he has anybody that keeps, you know, keeps it that clean. But other than that, this room is like every surface that is there. Like there's the bed. There's a little table, but nothing underneath of it or on it. Like even the walls, that kind of stuff. Everything is as dust free as possible. Like it is meticulously cleaned, except for the bed is not made. Is there a goblet or something? Um, a... Yeah, we can say there's like a cup and empty goblet or something next okay. to the table. Or next to the bed. I walk up to the goblet and I stare at it. For a solid 10 seconds. 100% stared at that goblet. You know, we're going to go ahead and say there's a little bit of water still in it. And then I just knock it off. I love it. I just leave the room. Alright, yeah, it clatters to the floor, and as soon as you exit out of the room, one of the other little robots, uh, that's smaller, we're going to go ahead and say it's a small dog size uh, mechanical thing, runs over there and with an extendable arm out of his back that opens up, it picks up the, the goblet and sets it back on the table. And back into the room. <laughs> <laughs> back into the room. 
can't do this. <laughs> I knocked the goblet over. Okay. And you sit there and wait, and you see the little the, the little thing comes back in. It just stops. Like right in front of you. <laughs> I stare at it. <laughs> what does it do? It just sits there, just waiting for you to move. You see the arm is kind of like slowly starting to extend out of the back of it, and like just like waiting to grab that goblet. I pick the goblet up. <laughs> the arm goes back in. I leap with the goblet. It follows you, but other than that, it doesn't make any kind of noise. It just follows that goblet around. Okay, I'm just gonna hold on to the goblet. <laughs> All right, you hold on to the goblet. By this point, the teak kettle is whistling like crazy. So, what would you be doing while the asshole cat stuff is going on? Uh, I'm more or less going to be attempting to non-magically charm our guest. Okay. So, just talking loud. I'm going to assume Cherno can kind of see that this place is meticulously kept. Yes. And just be like, you keep a very clean house and your, what did he call it, machine number 13? Or yes. Yeah. Your machines are so well-tuned and in line and listen, like, you hold a great house. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, but you do the last thing we need is any of these chemicals and potion ingredients, you know, splattering anywhere. And, and this blood, I, as you can see from your friend, I mean, he ended up on the lucky side, but you don't want to come into too close a contact with that. Fair. I mean, my friend, I think, has just really benefited other than being, and I am going to true, do this action, try to convince him that he is a dragonborn that's been changed. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Just because I think it's hilarious that he thinks he's a dragonborn. Scramble. My <laughs> <laughs> rolls are so bad. <laughs> I think I got worse. Okay, well, his deception's an eight. An eight, I rolled a six. So, <laughs> he's like, oh my oh, goodness. Well. I've never known a, a dragonborn to lose scales. I mean, normally people will gain scales. And what happened to his height? This is very fascinating. I, I, I mean, if you are doing anything for the next uh, a few months, I would be happy to study uh, what, what's this strange thing. I think I successfully got him interested in our party. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm really old, and I don't have that much more time left here on this earth, so a few months is a long time. I don't think I can spare that. Oh, well, I, I understand. I'm quite old myself. Uh, 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 it doesn't hurt here. It doesn't get any easier as you get older, I can tell you that. Um, so I I will sat- be 100% satisfied if I could just gain a little bit of a sample, just one blood sample, or maybe a scale, or, or something like that would be wonderful. I, I, I would greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creepy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the pervert that collects toenail clippings from people. <laughs> no, so, uh, he said, oh, well, yeah, that's wonderful. I'm glad this will only hurt a little bit. And all of a sudden, you see that he has a vestigial arm, a mechanical, that rockets out of his back with a knife on it and stabs Danderman. Wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> That'll definitely hit. And deals to you two points of damage. I need a constitution saving throw. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Wait, is it magical? Am it's I resistant to that? Yes. Well, no, no, the, the stabbing damage is not, but the constitution effect is. Okay. Come on, come save. Oh, 18. Oh, good. You start to feel your eyes get really heavy, and your lids start to droop, and you're almost unconscious, but then you snap yourself back awake. I need everybody to roll me initiative. Oh, we're doing so good at being friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's going so well. <laughs> 
be a 13 buff, 10 for me. Yep. That's so cool! Huh? Oh yeah, this is like a combat fan, you just write the names and you move them around. That's so cool! It's awesome. Alright, uh, Scramble's got a 13, what did you get, Jerem? 10. 10? Danderman? 18. 18? You are ready for this. No joke. He was literally just stabbed. I hope he's ready. <laughs> Bob rolled a nat 20. Alright, diggity. Bob, you were so glad during these conversations. I know, right? I wasn't talking at all, so I was paying attention the whole time. Uh, we'll wait for Magnus <laughs> to get back, so we'll take a quick break with that. And then we've got two groups. We've got the mechanicals and the guy. Um, he is 13 as well, but I'm pretty sure Scrambles has got the higher decks. And the mechanical critters are a six. If you want to throw them here back and you'll see how Mike is doing with pizza. Yep. Or you can chat with them and explain what the charity is about. Yep, we will do that. <laughs> and a six for the rest. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and uh, pop into just chatting and then we'll wait for uh, everybody to get back. Alright, so the turn order will go uh, Bob Danderman, uh, Scrambles, Magnus, the uh, gnome guy with the knife, Cherno, and the mechanical critters. So we will go ahead and start with Bob. Hold on. Oh, hold on. oh yeah, that's right. You have a little bit of time that you can do. Uh, Did you say mechanical critters? Mm-hmm. Yes. A little gnome guy appeared in the doorway, and um, after uh, after Scrambles got electrocuted, uh, the little gnome guy ended up letting everybody in. It's a laboratory with all sorts of different things. He was very sketchy about everybody drinking some tea with him um, and was super insistent that he makes it and not let anybody else. So he sent one of his mechanical critters to go make some tea. Uh, Kor did the asshole cat thing where he knocked a goblet off of a shelf. Scrambles. Scrambles, thank you. Uh, <laughs> where he knocked the uh, goblet off of a shelf a couple of different times. And then uh, the, the gnome guy was super interested in uh, Danderbin's oh, the puppy uh, was super interested it's in a kitty. Huh? Kitty. Kitty? I didn't even see. It. I just saw. It. Oh, there we go. Thank you, cat. Um, so uh, then Danderbin ended up getting stabbed by this guy when he wanted to inspect one of his scales and get a blood sample. So we will go ahead then and uh, Magnus, you have a little bit of time while everybody went inside. You were guarding the clown. And uh, you were the cloud security guy. <laughs> exactly, yes. I didn't know they moved security to the cloud. Hey, yo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so the door was left open, so you can see on the inside all of these mechanical things. And that's very interesting to you. But you notice, as they're going inside, another mechanical, very large, almost bear-sized type mechanical critter on the outside is moving one of these large barrel things on the back side of the house, like dragging it. It's like, what do you make of all this, little buddy? Static. <laughs> yeah, that, that looks a little bit suspicious to me too. All right, you gonna go give a closer inspection to the bear, or are you gonna go inside? Um, I will get a closer look at the bear, but try not to attract its attention too much, as I'm just kind of giving it the once over. Okay. As you get closer to the large bear construct, you notice that it doesn't seem to have any kind of head or tail. It's just a mass in the middle with four legs. And there seems to be a pulley-type deal with a hook attached to one of these barrels on the sides, and it's slowly dragging it towards the other side of the house. You notice that as it pulls it out, there are tubes that connect on the top, 
that separate. And he pulls one out, and then about five seconds later, he grabs another one and pulls it over, and the tube starts sucking liquid into the laboratory. More sucking. Um, is there any way that I can take a look at, you know, try, try to get a look at one of these barrels before the liquid is sucked out of it into the... Yeah, these are huge barrels, so it's just a slow trickle that's coming through. What does this liquid look like? Can I, like, pry open one of the barrels and look, look inside by any chance? That these are huge, as tall as the house and, like, 15 feet across. So you can see there's some uh, liquid that's dripping off the top of the barrel that was just moved. If you get close enough, I'll give you Arcana, Nature, or Medicine check. Um, for investigation. I'll take the investigation. Just I am not Arcana. That is a fourteen for investigation. It's definitely something very caustic. An acid of some variety. Hmm. It, oh, wait, no. Is it canon that Magnus, this is the same Magnus that was in Homer Review? Yeah. This is the exact same liquid that boiled the flesh off of everything in those pools. Oh! Hmm, he's pumping it into the lab. Uh, I mean, that in and of itself isn't so much of a, you know, I don't know what's going on inside, but I'm just going to find, I find that to be a bit curious, just... Was it made with this much of this particular? First, it was sucking. Now it's pumping. <laughs> you one hundred percent. As you're scratching your chin, thinking that over, all of a sudden you hear the shriek of Danderbed on the inside, and stuff starts happening in a hurry. <laughs> all right, so we will go. <laughs> Bob going first. Mac and cheese pizza might now be my favorite pizza ever. It's pretty amazing. Bacon makes it too, I'm not gonna lie. Carbs on top of carbs on top of carbs, but it's amazing. It's a good thing today, it's a carb day. Yes. <laughs> Alright, Bob is gonna go ahead and. Yeah, look at me, every day is a carb day. <laughs> Bob is going to go ahead and use his Doomsayer ability, and uh, he points at the gnome guy with the knife and shouts out, this day will be the last one. <laughs> this is a doomsayer ability. Doom! Yes. <laughs> That's 100%. That is the new canon for this one. I point and I say, Doom! <laughs> and I just, I just keep yelling that until somebody hits him. So the next person that attacks him may deal an additional 3d6 damage because I leveled up. Wow. Alright, so then we move on to Danderbin. You've just been stabbed. Let's stab. I say, Man, that's really mean! And I run at him, flailing my club. <laughs> uh, 15 to hit? Yep, 15 hits. That's gonna be 6 plus 3d6, right? Uh, yes. So, 6 points of bludgeoning and an additional 12 points of necrotic damage. <laughs> that is fantastic. He definitely lets out a yell with that as uh, your club not only catches him, but he's the same height as you, so you can actually whack him in the head instead of the knee. Um, Oh, perfect. Yes, as your club catches him in the head, it bowls him clear to the ground, and he's able to jump back up immediately, but he's shaking his head, uh, really just trying to get out of that buzz. Anything as a bonus action? I'll take a bonus action, unarmed strike, and I'll kick him in the knee for a 12 to hit. Well, does not quite hit. You're so unused right now to people having two knees. Okay, you go to get to one, 
and it just totally whips out. He goes for both, goes right between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. All right, on to uh, Scrambler. You give them a new Scrambler. <laughs> I will get it eventually, Mister Scooters. Scrambles. All right. Well, bonus action hide. Can I roll stealth? Hmm. Twelve. You're hidden in the kitchen, so he can't even see you right now. Okay, so bonus action hide. I am gonna go up and I'm gonna sneak attack with my rapier. All right. Is anybody is anybody within five feet? Danderbin is, and I am. Okay. Um, that's gonna be a thirteen to hit. One point short of what you need. Damn it. Okay. Well. Um. Reaction to keep moving at my speed, 15 feet away. Okay. And uh, disengage as a bonus action, or are you going to take the opportunity attack? Mm-hmm. Never mind, I'm staying right there. Alright. <laughs> You're right there with your. use this bonus action. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. Alright. Um, we then move on to Magnus. Yeah! <laughs> Okay. Recklessly. All right, you come charging around the corner of the house, screaming the whole way, and bring the. Like, Watch out for giant bear thing, maybe later, possibly. <laughs> that is a seventeen to hit. Yes, assistant. See, the thing is, is I will explain why this this makes me so happy in just a moment. For seventeen points of slashing on on the gnome plus ball. Mm-hmm. Let's swallow. Holy crap. No. 17. Just... Oh, it's 2d10? No, it's 1d10. Oh, that's a, oh. that's a 10. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was a 0. I'm like... Why would you, you do that? 0 damage. <laughs> <laughs> so... Worse. Bob, Bob and I um, homebrewed a, 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 a little feat. 100% Avenger. So... As, as many of you who have listened to previous podcasts are aware, I loved the Avenger class from 4th edition, even though 4th edition was terrible. And so one of the, the features about it that I loved was th- their ability to, when they roll two dice to attack, if, they, if the dice both came up with the same result, it was a crit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your dice are like one number off more often than they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like on the verge of... Unless I think I still have uh, improved critical. So I'm critting on doubles or a 19 or a 20. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that, that's me. Alright, on into the gnome. The gnome is going to go ahead and. It's, there's four targets now. One, two, three. He's still pretty pissed at Danderman. So he's gonna. Even though I just like tried to cleave him in half. Where's Bob? Hmm? Where's Bob? Well, you're too far away. You're not in staff range. So uh, he uh, attacks at Danderman again with his knife. This time striking cool. Don't want to sit at home. Yeah. Nat one and a three. He is so shaken between getting that that, that spear to the face and uh, getting clubbed that he just swinging that knife around, not getting anywhere near. But he does shriek out to everybody around, Protect me! Trail. Ah. Well, I was going to use my minor illusion to make that Dervin look like an actual dragonborn. (laughs) (laughs) There's no save on that. Like, it's just that would happen. But now I'm going to switch that up and do it to create a sound. 
exact same volume, have it scream out, never mind. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll a deception check with that. <laughs> I'm more or less going to have it so it, it sounds like you just screamed, never mind! Please, 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 17. I roll the 16. All of those critters start turning your way, and then you shout that, and they just stop. Not exactly sure what to do. <laughs> so it is then moves to their eyes. You see the one uh, in the kitchen with the kettle of hot water uh, has got the kettle up in the hand, but is stopped there. Uh, oh, no, yeah, you ran out of kitchen, didn't you? Yeah, um, I gave it in five. <laughs> the one is still following that goblin. Um, <laughs> right behind you. <laughs> it's sneak attack. Get away! <laughs> yeah. um, there's one little one right behind you. The big bear on the outside. Uh, stop, you heard that dragging noise. Stop. But it doesn't seem to be lumbering any closer. And there are two other assistants inside that are just at their workstations, not doing anything. And that's it for this round. For yes. It is Bob's turn again. Uh, Bob is going to go ahead and just swing at the glaive. Uh, that is a probably not enough. Seven plus anyone else jumping on the street? Oh, plus four, so that does not hit. Uh, so Bob whiffs through the air with the glaive. We then move on to oh, and there's a bonus action. Yeah, screw it. Uh, Dander, it's your turn. Oh, no, wait, we have flanking going because now everybody's around. That, that is even though we're all being fools and chatting in the Discord, even though we're all right here. <laughs> it is now uh, Danderman's turn again. Anybody up there in the can join, by the way, by going to that link. Ooh, thank you. Yep. Train. Train noises. We apologize. That's that big bear that is uh, running your way. It's a well-trained bear. Okay, so since he's the same size as me, I'm just going to run straight up and kick between the middle of his legs. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that's only going to be a nine to hit. <laughs> it's the knees, man. The knees just are confusing the heck out of you. There's two of them. <laughs> after after I fail to kick, I just sort of stand there a bit disheartened, and I'm just gonna try and punch him twice. Once in the knee, and then once in like the shoulder or the arm or something. <laughs> oh, natural twenty for the knee. Got that knee down. Uh, that'd be a flurry of blows as well. So the first that knee strike does seven points of bludgeoning damage. Awesome. And then the arm punch is going to be, oh wow, 24 to hit. Yep. For six points of damage. Awesome. After centering yourself back in the way of the knee, um, you're able to uh, get yourself kind of back on the way that you're supposed to, and those two punches are enough to take him to the point where he is uh, basically ready to fall over. Like, he is not doing well after all that physical bludgeoning damage that he's taken. All right. Surrender or I'll punch your damn knee off. <laughs> 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 Dandrogan must be so happy to be playing something his size for once. Oh yeah, hell yeah, of course. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Will, it is now your turn. Okay. Um, we've all got a band for all flanking, right? Pretty much, yeah. He's just getting pummeled from every side, except for turn of yelling in the background. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to do a sneak attack with the rapier. 
Uh, that's a non nat 20. Okay, yeah. Those eyes really pretty. Yeah, that one. You wanna look at it? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny. Megan, if you're watching, I'm so sorry, but I don't think I'm leaving here with a fine dice suit. <laughs> okay, so let's pick. Call customs, make sure you can't bring it back. <laughs> 14 plus 5, that's 19 with the rapier. Nice. Bonus action, shot with the hand crossbow. From point blank. I have the crossbow expert feet. That seems so cruel! I'm very familiar with the A25 to hit. I'm very familiar with the way of the crossbow. Well, I'm back. And that's gonna be another 7 damage. I just, as, as Danderman hits him in the knee, he collapses, you know, goes down onto his knees, you slash through in that classic anime style, and then executioner style the crossbow, and he poof to the ground. Yeah. In one fluid motion, I sheathe the rapier and the crossbow at the same time, and my tail just flicks. I don't know if I'd have done that, son. What? You smack the little critter behind you, the goblet uh, robot, and it like scatters or scurries away after getting the uh, tail flick. And as the body's laying there, it's dead. However, comma, in its back, almost like a backpack, opens up, and these mechanical arms. Stands up, flips up, and opens its mouth where two mandibles kink stick out. I think I saw this episode of Spider-Man. Pretty much, yeah. We are then on to um, Magnus' turn. Bob, that is 16 points of whack. <laughs> that is pretty whack. <laughs> Alright. And we're going to, uh, we're just going to go ahead and action surge again. Hell yes. Aww. That's 11. Not one point off from a, one off from a crit again. Yeah. And as that happens, it's both of its arms come stretching down and smacks away the spear the second time. It roars in your face and attacks you twice. It has advantage, Bob. Yep. It's even because once again, flanking doesn't register for me, so all of my attacks are reckless. That'll hit uh, sixteen plus five, so that deals to you. For nine points, uh, or no, uh, eight points of slashing damage as one of its metal claws sweeps you. So I have resistance thanks to the cloak to slashing damage, so I will take four. And then with that open mouth with those massive mandibles, I need a, oh yeah, constitution saving throw as this ball of goop gets shot into your face. That is a 16. A 16, that is just enough. You're able to get that glaive up in the way and the splattering goop hits the glaive, the spear into the glaive and sizzles. You're like, I've seen this stuff before. If you have fleshy bits, no. I've seen it too, but that's never sizzled away before. 
Alright. And at this point, it clatter, it, it cheers out to all of the other little mechanical creatures around it. Alright, Kierno, it is your turn. Alrighty. Um, just for fun's sake, because I don't want us to be rushed by a whole bunch of not-so-nice things, I'm going to use that handy-dandy minor illusion again. Alright. And I'm going to send out the message to the all the little critters and creatures that be, that say, um, retreat. But in, like, a way he would say, just like, retreat, you fools! But he lost his human voice with that thing, and he cheered. Yeah. know that. Oh, I don't know. Go ahead and roll with disadvantage, because he gave out the, um, command in that cheater voice. Oh. I wouldn't understand the cheater voice, so... Do it as the human form. Yeah, but don't you understand all the languages? I can read all languages. Oh, oh that's okay. Seven. <laughs> not enough. They do not seem to react. All right. Well, that was unfortunate. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be my turn. But uh, turn I was going to try and put himself in a corner. Okay. <laughs> But I don't think you're near anybody, so you could back away from it. Yeah, more or less, he's going to back away so that there's nothing that's going to just jump on him from behind. Do they speak binary by any chance? I'd have to give it a try. <laughs> Alright, we then move on to all the little chittering things. So, the little mechanical robots, the one that, um, the real boss of this, the Goblet Watcher, um, is going to attack uh, uh, you from behind. Uh, that won't hit, definitely. That was a two. Um, I'm not even going to roll the... Or whatever. Look, it's a fuzzy puppy. Aww. Alright, uh, and then the big one with the tea kettle is going to... Probably Cherno would be the closest, so you were in the back. So he's going to swing that flaming hot kettle at you. Uh, that won't hit either. Jesus, that's a sure? hit. One. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got the two at their workstations that are going to hurl potions uh, randomly at us. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Magnus, uh, uh, Scrambles, uh, Vanderbin, and Bob all have to roll dexterity saves. Bob uh, oh, failed. That was not good. <laughs> I've, I, I failed. I got a 16. Alright, if you've got less than a 14, you take 8 points of fire damage, or acid damage. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Do you take half on a success, or? Uh, nothing on a success. Woohoo! Alright, and then, let's see, the bear outside just boom, 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 up to the front door. I told you about the bear! (laughs) We then move on to Bob. Bob is going to, at this point, being completely and unbelievably disadvantaged, is going to cast Toll the Dead and Death in Chorus on the, uh, you know, I don't like being surrounded, so I'm going to go ahead and do it on one of the potion throwers. So then I'm actually going to switch that up to Death in Chorus and Booming Blade. So I turn around, and I think with 10 feet we could probably hit it. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and swing at one of the mechanical critters. That's a natural 20. You can confirm that, Jero. Yeah, it is a nat 20. <laughs> so then it gets uh, slammed. Where's my other D10? I'm not. 
Alright, so that is 18 points of slashing damage from Bob's Glaive, and then with Booming Blade, if they move, they take an additional 1d8, and then with Death in Course, they have to give a Wisdom saving throw. And they fail that. Looks like I'm having pepperoni pizza. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Well, let's see. That pepperoni, another slice of mac and cheese, and then the one slice decided it wanted to come with me. Oh. And it takes... Six, six points of additional damage. So it is down to single digits. One of the throwers. Alright, we then move on to Dandy. There are two potion okay. throwers, one that Bob just attacked, the stabbing gnome, the one goblet fetcher that attacked uh, Scrambles, and the bear outside. Oh, and the tea kettle guy that attacked Cherno. So the stabbing gnome has sort of broken from his skin, right? Correct, yes. His, the outside flesh suit thing is starting to slough off. Okay. I'll say, uh, your metal knees will be mo- no, no match for these strikes! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm running for his knees. <laughs> oh damn! A yeah, not too good. Eleven to hit. Nope, not quite enough. And then I'm going to make a bonus action unarmed strike against the same knee with a twenty-one to hit. Yep, one hundred percent hits. Seven points of damage. All right. That knee is basically useless at this point. And since you've attacked it specifically so many times, I'm going to go ahead and say that it has half movement speed now. Yay! We are then on to Scramble. Alright, I'm going to run up to the one that uh, Danger Vance is attacking. Okay. Oh, no, she... <laughs> you guys still have flanking? Um, oh, we're still flanking? Yep. Alright. We have sneak attack. Uh, that's going to be a 14 with the rate here. Exactly. <laughs> no, sorry, 24. Okay. Let's see, 10, 12, plus 5, 17. Piercing damage from the rate here. It is down to single digits. And I'm going to follow it up with a cro- uh, hand cross of attack. And that's going to be 22. Yes, 22 does hit. Alright. So another 8 damage. 8 damage. That's 2 more than you needed to take it down. So as one of those bolts lodges into some of the mechanical bits, the gears just stop turning and it, boom, falls to the ground with a crash. However, all the little mechanical beasties behind it do not stop moving. Magnus, it is your turn. So, so, (laughs) I'm going to, uh, Unfasten the clasp on my cloak. I just basically just rip off all, as much as I can carefully just drop off the top half. Okay. And so you just see, you know, cyborg. Awesome. And I'm just going to screech out in binary, cease all hostilities now and go back to your... Regular, let's get regular. Yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, cease all hostilities and return to your default duties. Alright, go ahead and uh, roll the intimidation check. Oh my god. Turn up, look at this. Um, dual fives. That is a eight. Five, one, five, five. 
seven. <laughs> they all turn around and begin like the the two potion makers go back to making potions. The uh, bear goes back to where it was going. The goblet snatcher is still sitting there glaring without eyes at scrambles. <laughs> Other than that, oh, and the tea kettle guy goes back to making tea, and everything goes quiet. All right. So what would you guys like to do from here? But so, um, that little blorp of acid that he tried to eat my face off with, um, that's what's in all those gigantic barrels outside, by the way, guys. <laughs> Side note. Thanks, Zero. Zero <laughs> Clutch just followed the stream. Thank you! Thank Probably you. know him. <laughs> hey! This is Chaplinot. I know there were some questions in uh, OBG on if he actually existed for a little while. Him and Tio. You guys were the two were like, are they real? Because they're in every stream, every time. <laughs> you guys are just so consistent about being viewers that it's like, are they real or are they bots? I, I am the bot, as you can clearly tell by my character being a cyborg. <laughs> like that you're playing a bot. <laughs> can I search the Marillion book and cash in $15 of donation perks to get an uncommon magic on them? Oh, hell yeah. Don't worry. Okay. Do you want me to roll anything? I think I know which one it is, too. The, the one you showed me earlier? The homebrew? I, I think I might just get a hat of disguise. Okay. Yes, uh, in the bedroom where uh, underneath the, the pillow uh, that Cora, that uh, Scrambles didn't notice, uh, there is a small feather, which I don't know why the cat wouldn't notice the feather, but there's a small feather sticking up from behind the pillow. You move the pillow and you find a hat of disguise. Perfect. Ah. So then, uh, everybody else, if you guys would like to, well, Dan been included, you guys can roll perception or investigation checks to find out what else is in this room as you're ransacking it. This can be a perception button. Awesome. That is a five investigation. Uh, I was doing investigation. That's a uh, twenty, unnatural twenty investigation. All right. A nineteen perception. All right. You guys are able to. Between all of you, you find enough for three bottles of acid, the non-face melting kind, um, just the regular alchemical acid. Uh, you find three bottles or three vials of alchemist fire. And ten gold pieces and random coinage spilled around. I'm going to take the alchemist fire. Okay. And if anybody has proficiency in alchemist tools, oh, Bob. Uh, <laughs> if anybody other than Bob has proficiency in alchemist tools, you can roll to see if you find any alchemical ingredients. I don't know that anything other than possibly fire would interest her, though, so. Yep, Bob found four gold pieces worth of alchemical ingredients. <laughs> Alright, anything else you guys want to do here before tear down? Burn the place to the ground? Okay. Oh, uh, with your perception, you got 21, you said? Yeah. Okay, um, when you were back in that back room where Danderbin found that little hat, you noticed that the floor wasn't quite level where it met the wall. And judging from the outside of the building, this is a completely square building, but this room is kind of an outset, and there is no outset on the back side of the building. Hold off on burning down this. We'll race it to the ground when we leave. Hey guys, there's something over here. And one by a natural 20 investigation. Oh, yeah, with investigation, if you were back in that room, you would have noticed that 
If you were to put your hand underneath the wall and lift, it'll come up like a garage door. Hey, a uh, stronger person than I. <laughs> it's 100%. It hits the back and halfway slams back down and then goes back up and yep. What's behind the wall? Uh, it's, it's, I'm like, what happens next, guys? <laughs> so you open it up and behind here is where all the tubes run that put all of these acidic chemicals and all these different colored liquids into it. They all run into here and they collect in different smaller uh, containers and stuff on the inside. There's all sorts of vials and glass jars and also where like the mechanical units would sit and recover. There's like a mending station, I guess, if mending had a, a magical item where these creatures can go to mend. This is a distribution center. So, you're familiar with this acid? I saw it in the Emerald Spire. They're breaking bad in here. Should we be taking a couple vials of this for our own use? Uh, you shouldn't take a couple of vials, maybe one or two drops will do. <laughs> uh, um, if you do, just be very, 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 very careful as it will just completely dissolve any organic matter that it touches in a matter of seconds. Try to just quietly pass. Just hold the mouth to you. Why are you giving them to me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the empty mouth. Your, your hands aren't very organic. Let me show up my organic hand. <laughs> you talk binary. <laughs> so like, you talk robot. It's like, turn towards on the credits. <laughs> I will just, you know, once again, Screech is static as I uh, ask one of the robots to fill a couple of vials for sure now. Alright, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. That is a 19. A 19. Uh, one of the alchemical ones that was throwing potions it was heading that way anyway, because it's got a bit of a gimp after it was beaten up. And uh, it heads back there and it fills up two glass vials with it. And as it puts the corks on, the corks dissolve. Well, huh. you have to figure out how to close them. I got them both for you. <laughs> <laughs> this was not according to plan. <laughs> Since cork is technically organic, it, it dissolves. As soon as you said cork, I went, oh shoot. Um. Huh. Maybe just leave it here. Yeah, I'm just dropping them. Like, <laughs> nice, not dropping, dropping, but like, yeah, just, just gonna put those away. I'll screech out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> take files. What is two? Alright, it heads over to the mending station or whatever, sits down and begins being repaired. Alright. Hey guys, I think I know how we can bring this place down. And I pull out my six pounds of explosive bombs. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just going to like wipe my hands on fire and be like, I think I better get ignition. I think you should step away from the explosive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's perfectly safe. Stephanie, <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to play something like that for you? Anytime anyone says it's perfectly safe or unexplosives, it's okay. I'll take the. <laughs> he's not gonna even think about it. He's just gonna like go to grab, like turn the flames off of his hands and go to grab the explosives from back of it. Okay, you run over and you grab the explosives. How many would you uh, part with, Dan? Uh, I'll give him two, one for each hand. Okay. 
And what are you going to do with them from there? Uh, I'm going to set one right underneath the piles. Like that whole Breaking Bad station. Okay. I'm going to fit one in yeah. there. You know, I'm going to just put the rest under there with it. I'll put all six pounds of explosives under there. Oh my god. And I'm going to put the other one at the entrance of the door. Okay. Like a window if there's some sort of entry point from outside. Okay. And then I'm going to be like, ah, I think we should go on from outside now. Just, just a bunch. Alright, how are you going to ignite these? Produce a blade capture. Okay. <laughs> so you guys all run out, hop on the cloud, and then you shoot it, or what do you guys do? I have to be the superhero, but you know, you know, true heroes don't do. Real men don't look back at the explosion. Okay, then I want <laughs> okay. I want to you rock music plays in the background. What? I'll just pull a little bit out of this. Turn it on and just some epic metal just starts screeching as we're walking out. I, as everybody's walking away casually, scrambles just like scampers in front of everybody else. Produce, one second, I need to manage my spells just a hair. Yeah, I thought I had produced flame, but I don't, and there's no way I'm doing this game without having produced flame at the I paused while I had something to eat, and now you're blowing shit up. <laughs> 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 All I'm saying is phone chargers. Are <laughs> you even surprised? Oh, hey, Bob. Yeah. I use my uh, hat of disguise to turn myself into a mini Tom Cruise with aviator sunglasses on. Oh, oh yes. A mini Tom Cruise. So he's like, what, four and a half feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I guess you're only two foot eight, so... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who that is, and that looks awesome! <laughs> uh, I don't know that I can learn to produce flame outside of my race. This is my race. We said about getting any of the fire genasi spells. Yep, and you got the other one instead. We have alchemist fire. We do have that. I I get out my sling and can I hurl one of the alchemist fire vials at the house? Yeah. How far away would you want to be before you did that? Um, probably like sixty feet. All right. So then everybody's on the cloud while he lobs that sixty or lobs that um, alchemist fire. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys get on the cloud. You shoot it. Go ahead and give me a basic attack roll. <laughs> a nine. <laughs> a nine. It gets close, and the, the side of the wall starts burning a little bit. It looks like it's going to take its time. Do you want to shoot another one, or do you want to wait for the building to burn up? Uh, you know what? I'm going to just publish... Uh, oh, I can't help rebuke a wall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you run into the wall, it hurts you. You hellishly rebuke. <laughs> I can cast fire. No, oh, it's a hellish rebuke. <laughs> Dang it. Can we just say I have to produce flame? It's like, fine. You can switch out one for yeah, we're gonna, later. We're going to do that because I'm like, I can't be turned over without produce flame. All right, I'm just going to do an attack goal for that. Okay. Um, oh, and at disadvantage because I'm intentionally doing the cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Just over your shoulder. Plus four? Or what would be the modifier for it? Yeah, it would be, your, it would, it would be the spell attack. So 12 to hit. 
12 damage. Between uh, Vanderman and uh, Cherno, you're both able to hit it, and it explodes with all of those explosives and all of those chemicals inside of the building. An even bigger eruption happens, and I need everybody to give me dexterity saving throws and constitution saving throws as both acid and fire explode for you. <laughs> we did not think about this. We just not. Alright. Oh! Yeah. So I got a 19 dex save and a 5 for con. Alright, 24 dex save and a 18 constitution save. Great. Alright. Uh, if you roll less than a 15 on either, if it's uh, dexterity save, you take 6 points of bludgeoning damage. If, if you roll less than 15 on constitution, you take 8 points of acid damage. Well, it looks cool. I succeeded a bit. Okay. I, I thought I had decent rolls. I failed both. How is, how is everybody doing? I am down to four. Um, I will <laughs> you. And, uh, hold on. So, Bob. Uh, wait, wait. I made my I made another donation earlier online, um, and I'm going to use ten of that to give us a a uh, long rest on an hour. Fantastic. And I was actually going to say we should take a real quick break. I got to run over to the house super quick, and then I will be right back. So. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Chaos Plan. If you would like to join the game and support the podcast, visit our Patreon account at patreon.com slash adventuringguild. And there you can pledge to either become a sponsor or a player or both if you like. So thank you all very, very much for listening, and we hope you join us again next week.